Hello, everybody, and welcome to Volume 1, Issue 36 of the Cane and Rinse podcast. Um, quite a different show this week. I've started with an um. You can tell I haven't even pre-scripted an intro. Uh, way back in the, the end of October 2011, a game called Battlefield 3 was released. Two months after that, at the end of December 2011, uh, we did a Cane and Rinse all about it, which included talk of the single player and the co-op, as well as the uh, what was then just the nascent stages of the multiplayer now here we are some uh, six months down the line uh, we've assembled a panel with a combined combat experience of some 844 hours on the battlefield so uh, really i am just the mc for this one uh, i am leon cox just a lowly rank 14 sergeant one star with uh, just over now 15 hours of gameplay time on the ps3 version a paltry win loss ratio of 0.43 and a pitiful kill death ratio of 0.65 joining me on cane and rinse this week we have making his debut mr tom bradstock hello he is a rank 48 colonel service star 3 130 hours and 17 minutes played as of this morning on the pc version he has a win loss of 0.86 and a kd of 0.69 <laughs> Wanted to point out my bad points. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited we are. The only way we could get him back on the show was to talk about the only game he plays, the only game he cares about, is Mr. Jay Taylor. Hey. Hey. <laughs> he is a rank 61 Colonel Service Star 16 with a massive 286 hours and 23 minutes as of this morning on the PlayStation 3 version, a win loss of 0.91 and a KD of a respectable 1.18. Finally, making his podcast debut, and that's any podcast, by the way, we have a friend of the show, member of the Kane and Rinse community, Don Johnston. Hello. That's John Stone with a T. Yes, I'm sure you had no fun with that at all <laughs> when you were a kid. Definitely. Uh, do you want to get some of the what? What did people used to say out of the way? What like, where's your loafers? Yeah. Why aren't you wearing socks? Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't get any of that. Right. Really. Uh, so, Don, you are both a rank 61 and a rank 55, uh, Colonel Service Star 16 or a, and a 10, with a whopping 412 hours and 43 minutes on the battlefield oh across God. the PlayStation 3 and 360 versions, a win-loss very creditable 1.35 and a KD spread of a rather handsome 1.38. Wow. Thanks. It's, it's modest <laughs> at best when you when you take everything into account though well maybe maybe but uh you know you managed to have a life and a family and all that stuff on top of this so that's pretty good going um so i feel absolutely unqualified here with my with my 15 hours but uh as i say i'm here to host the show so my first question to the panel about battlefield 3 is why have you spent so many hours playing this game is it really that good let's start with jay taylor it is to be honest um it's a strange it's, it's the thing as anybody who knows me knows that i've always got a shooter on the go whether it's uh you know kill zone or or even at one point a call of duty but i have to say of everything that i've played to date this game wipes the floor with the competition quite simply i think it's absolutely sublime multiplayer experience 
Which it has to be, to be honest. I mean, 286 hours. I mean, you know, I'm not going to spend that time on any game that isn't worth it ever, you know. Um, kind of speaks for itself, I guess. But Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I suppose, you know, it, it, it's a difficult one doing a show like this because if I got people on who weren't who hadn't played it so much, they'd probably be more inclined to be negative towards the game. And so this won't necessarily be a particularly balanced show, but then let's face it, it wasn't difficult to find uh, people with such enormous uh, Battlefield 3 experience. And the only reason my time is so paltry and so low is to do with making Kane a rinse and the fact that I have a ridiculously widespread of games that I like to mm. play and so on and so forth, because I also think the game is is fantastic and the best online shooter I've played. Tom, PC version, um, you've put in, as we said, 130-odd hours. Uh, mm. is, this, is this your favourite game in the online competitive first-person shooter genre up to this point? Um, I would say yes. I was a massive TF2 fan, to be honest with you. I've uh-huh. put in, I think I've put in about double them hours on that game. Yeah, um, been around a lot longer, obviously. Yeah, and before that, it was more of um, kind of COD 4, the first one on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, but as I suppose going from that to TF2, hammering hundreds of hours into TF2, and then Battlefield 3 got announced and um, I, I kind of echo what Jay says really it's just it, it's one of them games that it's took it's t- took and taken me away from TF2 because I love that game it's mm. so much fun but this is just it's just on a whole another level of um, just fun you know I don't class myself as a great player at it I can hold my own and my you know kill death ratio per game is uh, like for instance I've just come off of a game before recording and I, I was 15 for 15 but mm. I was third in the table out of 64 players because of uh, of medic and all that sort of thing but yeah. you don't have to be good at this game to enjoy it that's, Not, yeah, kind, that's of, kind of what I'm trying to get at it's yeah, like that's the main thing exactly it's it's just a fun game and I don't care if I get you know 100 kills per game or whatever as long yeah. as I have fun that's all that matters and it, it mm. does it out day by day hour after hour every time i play this game it's just fun yeah i quite agree and I, obviously i was having a bit of fun with the stats at the start of the show i know that uh, kd in a way is not the most important thing in battlefield and that is one of the appeals is that you can rack up enormous scores by playing whatever class you like and doing the things that help your team and and uh, and help your squad don what about you this is extraordinary two versions <laughs> uh average of over 200 hours on each version um what have you ever played a game this much before uh, no possibly <laughs> bad company 2 was right. a close second with i think 340 hours plus right. i'd say 300 of those were g <laughs> yeah yeah but that was only on one version though wasn't it we only that was just on that was on the on the playstation uh, yeah mm. but like yeah i really would worry about my psychological state if i'm this begin to shooting man's in the head online (laughs) (laughs) what did what happened did you buy both versions day one or was it one then uh, the other or i actually was really disappointed at the start because myself and jay and a few of the rest of the crew were on playing you remember jay the Mm. uh the demo was out or the beta as they call it i thought it was very buggy but i it just hadn't got the same feel as bad company 2 probably because it was coming off 300 plus hours of bad company 2 yeah and the feel just wasn't there. It wasn't agreeing with me. I was very disappointed with it. So I kind of can't, I actually cancelled whatever pre-orders I had. So, wow. but 
it was laid to rest really when it came out that Dice had turned up trumps again, like and uh, they delivered a fantastic game. You see so the thing it just kinda of went out and bought it. <laughs> yeah, the the weird thing with this is is I mean I, I know we touched upon this in the original podcast, but it was I loved this game from day literally I wouldn't say not even day one, but as the first day that I played the beta, I knew I was into this game. Um even though there were issues, and there were issues for you know even after the the, the main release, but yeah, we'll talk about some mm. of those in a bit in in more depth. But um, I think it, it, it's hard to actually pinpoint exactly what it is that's kept us playing. But I think it's just the level of intensity that you can get with some of the games. The sense of um, th- there's a sense of camaraderie when you're working with a, a, a team, even if they are complete randoms and and no communication. There is a real sense of it's working as a squad if you're doing the right thing. And if I can find the right word to describe it, just that moment of elation when you gun down half a dozen of the opposite team and or, or pull a move, like somehow flank them and then come around and absolutely decimate all those standing in front of you with um, a light machine gun or something. It's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, it has fantastic epic moments. Yeah, they, they come thick and fast. You just can't explain them time after time just different shit happens moment to moment and mm. every game can be different no if you want to compare it to likes of anybody who's really into fifa and, and anybody who's not say oh it's the same game over and over again it's not it's every game is different like absolutely you know like it's kind of the equivalent of that in the fps scene it's the little moments isn't it and yeah. uh, and there's so much with all you know there's there's already a, a whole host of maps um and they're big and they've now just added a few more or they are i think they're only out for premium we're going to talk about that later mm. uh, the close quarters maps um there's a crazy amount of vehicles and i have to say as a as a more casual player than any of you as much as i like the game i find the the amount of unlocks and kit and customization daunting and in intimidating yeah. there is so much to do i i've been you know i've had this game since day one and played it for 15 hours which compared to a lot of games is not inconsiderable i haven't even got my first medal yet you know got yeah. some ribbons but no medals yeah, yeah. you're tweeting today why your ak-74 was locked yeah that was really confusing yeah, it's like yeah. i've used it but i i had exactly the same issue with that i was trying to figure out why in one game i could use the weapon and then i ended up having to go on battlelog and straight away it sort of clicked why this actually segues into my next sort of question to you fellows. One problem I do have with the game is the UI is not as all as it, all it should be, I don't think, in terms of usability. I mean, it, it all looks quite nice, but actually tabbing between classes and weapons and selecting add-ons and stuff, it's not... I don't find it very intuitive or user-friendly. Um, I know you're probably all much more used to it than me, but even through that haze of being in love with this game can you uh, am i onto something there um maybe i don't think so as a a pc user the ui is absolutely fine it's all point and click i was gonna say i wonder mm -hmm. if it's slightly better on with a mouse and uh, with a mouse for 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 that reason possibly just more fluent probably more i I guess on the well i've played the playstation version you have to push um well, I played it. I say I played it. I played bits of it, but sure. it's different buttons, isn't it, to, to get menus down and then D-pad to select items, isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, PC, it's obviously Point you click accessories and it's just click, 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 click. You know, it's it's mm. easy to scroll through stuff. Sure, but I mean, even in terms of again, perhaps it's me and my lack of familiarity with military technology, but 
there's a lot of stuff there and it kind of you know that you can bring up a description but is it really just a case of trying everything out until you decide what you like and what's good for you i think there's a little bit of that but i think there's also there is a lot i mean like as you said earlier there's a lot of unlocks on this and and creating a ui that makes it flow really quickly whilst getting across everything that you can change on your weapons is a difficult thing to pull off anyway I mean, as Tom said, it works better on perhaps with a keyboard and mouse, but this is where I found their website, Battlelog, really came into its own because I could scan through this when I had a moment and just look at the kit loadouts and, 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 and not so much work out what I was going to use, but understand what they were used for and then think, okay, I'll remember that the next time I go in and use an engineer class or something that this you know does that or whatever. It's, it's hard to know how they could have changed it to a, an easier system, but... You know? Yeah, I guess um, I guess I'm looking at it wrong in that I'm sort of hoping for some kind of RPG, very obvious, you know, plus plus mm. three <laughs> to your <laughs> DPI or whatever to no. to, to know what what you're yeah. what you're getting into because I you know without going onto a some kind of gun fetishist website and researching into all these real world weapons, I haven't got a clue, you know, until I try using them, and even when I do, I forget which one I'm using because they all feel much the same. To me, unless you're going, for, you know, I'm not talking about the difference between a shotgun no. and, a, and a and a and a handheld. Now, maybe that is that is a difference. I always look into the caliber of the weapon. You know, like a five point five six is not as good as a seven point six two round and stuff like that. And so it does get to that point where you're thinking, I'm really into this game. Aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Gun nerds, yeah. I, I think a, a fair amount of it as well is word of mouth and also looking. While you're running around looking at what other players are using, what you're being killed mm. with is a good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that I, I, screen is. With the, what um, you should be looking at, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and of course, the game keeps getting rebalanced, which means that things change. Mm. Uh, and if you drop out for a long time, like between games, like I do, then one one time you're playing and everyone's killing you with the Famas, and then next time you play, everyone's killing you with the F2000. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Well, a lot, a lot of people, and I guess this, this, this is the actual reason we're actually doing this podcast kind of again, if you will, or revising the original layout, was that there have been so many updates. The game has changed radically yes. from when it came out. I mean, it is, I think it's a different game. Uh, you know, the last major update that did this, that, that really sort of changed the way this game plays. But um, it's... A lot of people, going back to the weapons thing, seem to hold rate of fire over everything. And I have to admit, it depends on the weapon, but that seems to be a lot of people's kind of focus point with the weaponry. Mm. That would be main anywhere. Mm. Okay. But then there's choices, obviously. Um, it's not just about the gun. It's about your scope and your foregrip or your bipod and your underslung rail and your heavy barrel or your, mm. your, your yeah, yeah. silencer and all this. And, and then the combination of all that, you're effectively dealing with, I guess, thousands of different weapons, really, if you take every combination into account. Definitely. And you've also got to remember that certain guns are good for certain maps. Yeah. You know, so you've got that whole element to it as well, haven't you? And now, of course, with the custom servers, which we'll also talk about later, you've also got certain you, – you might drop into a game where your your default loadout is not considered – friendly is is not you know it could be kickable if you're using a certain shotgun or or a certain it's grenade only kickable if you're not on the host team <laughs> okay so that's, it's not something yeah, you should overly worry about but no definitely not that's the, in my experience if 
if it's if you're hurting the host, they kick you regardless of what you're using. That's it. Mm. They just kind of manipulate the game to suit themselves. Okay. Well, we're going to yeah. talk all about yeah. the server situation later as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the the versions thing was already uh, something I wanted to talk about. Versions, both in both senses, in in terms of platform versions, not you know as Kane and is format agnostic, but we always talk about the differences between the versions, um, and then about the actual evolution of the game since launch to now and where we are. I mean, I I just uh, I I upgraded to premium today, and uh, there was a, there was a 1.4 gig. Uh, download for the PS3 version, which took an age. Yeah, I was uh, say, is, it, is it still doing it? Uh, it's not, but just, only because I've got a 60 meg download. You know. can, I, can I make the point on that download? Yes, I downloaded the PS3 version, and it was 1.3 something gigs, That's and then right. the Xbox 360 was 3.38, or no, sorry, 2.38. Okay, right. So I don't know where well, well, the extra gig was or what they've done. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this. Um, Tom, we'll talk we'll talk about the PC version with you because you're the only one with the experience of it. Um, but before that, uh, Don, you are the perfect person with 200 plus hours in each version to t- talk about any differences between the two versions, uh, 360 and PS3. That is. As regards the game, very little difference. People can uh, show from the rooftops that graphics are better on one machine than the other, but I really can't see much mm. difference if you set your gamma on your TV or. Yeah. Your plasma, your LCD, whatever you've got, you're going to get it close enough. It's it's never going to reach the standards of your PC anyway. So sure, and you just yeah, smoke effects are are slightly different, I think, on the PS3 from the from the 360. But it's very little. Yeah, I remember I initially. Can't honestly, say it was screen for screen beside each other that there would be a major difference. Uh, the the difference I find is just the likes of the the hardware, like the controller. Yeah. I, I, 360 controller sure yeah i mean i think i think most people most people do i know you know some people will argue for the dual shock but i think you know by and large i, I would suggest that the 360 controller is slightly better of the two for first person shooters of, yeah four mm. fps anyway yeah. it's it's that it's that lack of dead zone on the analog sticks and the fact the analog sticks are, are, are not uh you know next to each other but um but yes that's a personal preference thing um te- yeah technically i remember um at the time i think digital foundry did a side by side on the on the early version and they suggested that the ps3 version had slightly sharper texture and stuff but i don't know whether that's been addressed with patches i know they added one of the updates was to add anti-aliasing on or off to the ps3 version is that yeah. also in the 360 version that is a question i don't really know the answer to. <laughs> okay, so you've never have you never been in to have a look at because I, I even with anti-aliasing on and off on the PS3 no, I, version, it doesn't look that different to me. To be no, honest. I don't think. Which is surprising. You think it would make yeah. anti-aliasing on or off would make a massive difference to, no. to the look of it, but it doesn't really. Um, so yeah, very little to choose. Obviously, party chat is available on 360. Um, generally, the infrastructure there is a bit better now. Jay, uh, as uh, in terms of the. Uh, evolution of the ps3 version there were for quite a long time some issues with uh squad and squad yeah, chat yeah. on ps3 and I, th- I i you know i believe that uh, several people we used to play with quite a bit sort of migrated over to the 360 version quite possibly because of these very reasons which um you know i don't blame them you know it, it's you know you want to play the game social it, thing it, isn't it yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm. They were issues. There was the uh, initially you had a problem with the actual squad chat itself and the squad makeup. You know, being you can be in a lobby as a squad, but the moment you went into a game, it would just split everybody across 
the sides and sometimes not even let some of them into the game itself, which was, you know, a, a problem if you wanted to play together and, and use it as a social thing, as we did so for so many hours with um, Bad Company 2. Mm. And I, I still, I experience, I've experienced other glitches and bugs mm. with sound dropping out and this is the PS3 version. And yeah. uh, that's... The, on the 360 as well. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Is that just a lag consideration? Is I'm it not way? sure. It, right. drop, it, it, it used to drop out quite frequently on Wake Island. Oh, okay. All you can hear if you're inside a vehicle, all you can hear is the engine noise. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then you so, explode because somebody's got locked onto you. This is probably caught, <laughs> caught into Pine Pot stuff, as in this yeah. this game is really quite a, you know, a serious oomphy pc game that mm. is being sort of squeezed into aging console technology i guess uh but it but it's still you know it does seem to be when i play it now um it seems to be mostly fun like getting into a game seems to be incredibly fast now yeah uh like you press find match and it's just like bang you're in join server mm. um what server you join now there's another issue that we'll come on to but um before we talk to tom about the the pc version did it is it all working perfectly now on the consoles and did it take dice stroke EA too long to get it to this point where it's entirely functional? Um, I think if you listen to or rather read the comments on their forum, you would believe that the game is dead in the water and nobody's playing it. But Mm? that is so (laughs) So well, it's the typical knee jerk reactionary entitled whiny people on, on, on this forum particularly just um rather obnoxious little group they are as well because you know yeah you, you know if you yeah. they, they get accused i mean they accuse dice of being lazy and um greedy and all the rest of it and i'm just here's a, a games company i have a huge amount of respect for they don't make they make mistakes they've made many mistakes over their previous games but they they do fix them it might take a while, but obviously this is a video game, a very complex video game, as, as I expect most video games are very complex with, you know, the levels of programming and, and physics and everything, everything that has to go into making what we so easily, you know, throw away and move, you know, just ignore or, or, or condemn. Um, and they've addressed so many things with this game. You know, and they they want feedback. They ask for it, but it's it's how you give feedback that yes. sort of matters to me. It's like be constructive, and when you call them like, you know, dirty thieving cocksuckers on their forum, yeah, that's not the way to do it. You and know? they care so, enough to spend all that time on that forum, and yeah. and passionate enough to give all that feedback, but they can't do it in a civil no. manner. Which, I, yeah, I mean, I know this is welcome to the internet, welcome yeah. to yeah, the, video gamers, but. But the really, minority yeah. are always the haters that you hear. You don't hear the good, good stuff. Is the Tom the PC version? We'll talk about the text as, uh, as well. But um, is the support for the PC version any different? Does it happen faster? Is it is it easier because they don't have to go through Microsoft and PlayStation certification and all that stuff before patches come out? Um, as far as I know, it's the same, isn't it? Whereas um, they they inform us on Battlelog, you know. Uh, this is happening on PlayStation this week, next week. This is happening on Xbox and PC. Okay. You know, so I think as far as um, that side of support is, it's, it's exactly the same. All right. Um, but as far as patches go, um, <laughs> they're automatic because yeah. obviously we have to go through Origin. To, yes, um, yeah. Um, is this oh, the only game you run Origin for? Um, it is, yeah. But uh, strangely, it's picked up. I bought Dead Space 2 on Steam a while back. Mm. 
and for some reason Origin has now picked up that I own Dead Space 2 uh-huh. but it won't let me install it unless I've got Steam open so <laughs> um, yeah Battlefield 3 was bought I bought it on disc so it's just a straight um, day one I installed both discs and I yeah. haven't used the disc since that's just sat up on my shelf since I've had it yeah but it all runs off, off the hard drive um, and yeah as soon as you open Origin it comes up, and if there's any sort of um, updates, it just automatically updates for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, updates. Um, I'm on fiber as well, and they're done within you know 20 minutes, half an hour at the most. You know, cool. So off. They're uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're great, but yeah, um, it's the uh, support wise, it's it's great. I think it's it's probably the same though. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the the technical side of the pc version uh, don did the um i know i remember with bad company too because of the uh, the the patch limit size of the 360 uh, you had to actually go into the uh, sort of marketplace and download a uh, or via the in-game shop to download the update uh, when it's over a certain size was that the true for this or does it just say we want we need to do an update here and we're now going to download four gigs yeah, basically that's what it is. I, I don't think there's any Microsoft haven't put any restrictions on them as such. As, oh, okay. I, I, right. I was kind of tweeting that anybody with a four gig hard drive on uh, a 360, yeah. they're, they're, they're fucked because huh. the amount of uh, download is bound to be over five gigs now in total. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember it, with, with previous EA games where they've wanted to do massive patches like Burnout Paradise and things like that, you've had to go into the marketplace to download free updates to the software but obviously uh, i guess xbox uh, no, microsoft are you, not doing that anymore yeah the one yesterday i just booted up the game and it, it brought me into uh, the screen do you want to download and just mm. click on yes it might be different for tom and the pc stuff um as for updates but this game's had the single biggest updates mm. i've ever seen on a game i mean it was the the one that came in was it february it was that was 1.1 gig you know, as an update, that's massive. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. There's there's a 1.3 gig one out now. Well, the 1.3 gig also incorporates the map pack as well, because this is how they they install that stuff, don't they? So everybody has it. Yeah, it's what you're paying yeah, for. It's just an unlock. So paying for oh, premium, yeah. uh, mm. you get a 100k uh, code basically. Yeah. So this includes all the premium stuff. This pack, this patch. So my uh, my current uh, size on my hard drive is sitting at 15.9 gig. Wow, okay. Battlefield 3. So, obviously, the PC version, perfect segue, is rocking the highest level textures, um, which probably aren't even available on the 360 disc. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, th- discs, I should say. 360 version comes on two discs, obviously. PS3 version comes on a Blu-ray. Uh, so, uh, what sort of rig have you got, Tom, and what specs are you running Battlefield 3 at? <laughs> is this where I get to give uh, give my PC a big up, is it? You get to give your e-penis <laughs> a bit of a fluffing, yes. Whip it out there. Show us yeah. how big it is, Tom. Okay, um, I'm running a Intel i7-980X CPU, which is a 3.3 gig uh, core chip. I think it's a quad core. Or, no, sorry, it's a six core processor. Jesus. But those six cores are split up into 12. (laughs) Okay. So I've got effectively a 12 core processor. Um, I'm running 12 gig of RAM. (laughs) And I'm running two GTX 460s in SLI. Yep. Okay. I actually know what that means. Um, so, uh, what sort of what resolution do you run this at? Uh, my monitor is nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Okay. So, uh, but uh, that probably means that you actually get more frames out of it because you're not 
running it at such a ludicrous uh, yeah. resolution. Do you get it? Does it run at 60 frames? It runs. Mine runs at 75 frames. According oh, fuck to off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm out. Okay, see ya. <laughs> but when I start recording with Fraps, it drops to about 45, 50 frames. Which is still about 25 more than the console, or 15 to 20 more than the console versions run out, I believe. I think they're... Are they 30 frames? They look it. Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is entirely playable enough. Um, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. But uh, it will look a bit stodgy after the, the PC version. So in terms of uh, what sort of effects and stuff have you got on them, is it using... Everything's on ultra. Everything. Okay. Um, so. Have you and you've seen the PS3 version? Um, yeah. And obviously, you know this is this isn't a willy waving exercise, but is is the difference utterly startling or is it oh shiny? <laughs> I I would say no because uh, me and Jay did this test when I was last around his house with uh, Bad Company Two, wasn't Jay? Mm. Um, graphically, it's it's pretty much the same, but. The PC's just got a like further draw distance. Yeah. Resolutions, uh, not resolution. Um, like distance is 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 clearer. Yeah, and sure. Things yeah. have more detail. Anti-aliasing is a lot better. Things don't pop in as late yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think where the PC really comes into its own is for particle effects and smoke effects. And yes, right. Lighting, that sort of thing. And don't forget number of players too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's quite a big that's quite yeah. a big difference. So what's yeah. the maximum on PC Battlefield? It's sixty four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's quite a lot of advantages. Plus of course if if you are somebody who's used to playing first person shooters with a mouse and keyboard, you will find you will get that extra mm. accuracy. Mm. Although it doesn't seem to show in your stats, Mr. Fum. No, oh, well that's because I just run and gun most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh going back, it's like the it's you could be sat in a room um and someone will blow out the the wall above you and you know how the rubble falls down yeah um on the pc sometimes it's just you can't see anything because it's so smoky and you'll just get people jumping through and they come through as shadows and then suddenly appear as a person it's like that effect is is so much more um yeah so much nicer, but the kind of things we can expect from the next generation of consoles. But obviously, yeah. these are consoles that are now you know, aging hardware. We're talking mid two thousands. They were well earlier than that. They were designed. So I can imagine. Actually, you know, I imagine that if if you had a PC from the same era that the consoles are from, it wouldn't even run it. So in a way, that's sort of testament to the the future proofing they put in the the three sixty mm. and the PS three that they can with expert coding actually run this thing at all. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, what has uh, what have been the significant um, changes? Uh, and obviously, we won't go into the minutia of every single balancing patch because I'm sure you know things have been given a little boost here and a little takeaway yeah. there. But what what, is, what are the sort of main gameplay things that you've noticed? And has everything been an improvement? I still I still see people saying that certain weapons are overpowered and stuff. So I think you're always going to get that. There's I mean, everybody seems to switch. There was an issue that sort of came about round about Christmas time where everybody started using the USAS-12 shotgun with frag ammo. And I remember, because uh, I remember clearly talking with Don saying, I hate that gun. Why is everybody using it? Until I unlocked it. And when I unlocked it, it's like, this gun is awesome. I'm only going to use this until they 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 tweaked it. And then, uh, this well, they didn't disable it, but they've, they've reduced the, what it 
what the the issue was the splash damage from the frag human amp. tank yeah, yeah it was, it was absolutely devastating basically yeah yeah the suppression effect and the damage it inflicted um and the rate of fire of that shotgun proved to be quite effective but you know it, it, it i've never been that fussed about these things they can be annoying when you keep getting dropped by them but it's just a case of well I used to, you know, the way I look at it is I change my tactics. I will yeah. change to a gun. I will change from a ranged weapon and start taking these gouties out before they see me, you know, and it's like, and um, I don't know. Now now there's an issue with the M26 dart. So I think it's it's a constant sort of, these things always evolve, and I don't think they can ever get them right as they add new weapons to the system as well. So it's like, you know. The problem is, is, is everyone plays different, don't they? Yeah. So everyone's going to moan about every gun. I'm sick of people moaning at me for using my M320. It's in the game. Shut up. Do you know I what agree, I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the game, um, and it is, yeah, it's exactly that. You know, it's, it's almost, you know, you could go a little bit too deep into it and say, you know, it is like a warfare in the sense that you go out there and your enemy's got some new weapon that you didn't know about before. It's up to you to work out how to best to use what you've got at your yeah. disposal, um, both tactically and in your mm. arsenal, to, to deal with that problem. Um, and obviously, Dyson are monitoring the gameplay data on a constant basis to see, you know, if there is anything that's mm. showing as overpowered. But I guess it's a, like you say, it's a an endless problem that... Um, because so many people will use what is perceived to be an overpowered gun, when they inevitably tone it down a bit, it will be like, oh, you've nerfed my favourite weapon. <laughs> and so it goes on. You constantly get gays messaging, mainly on, on 360. I don't get it too much on PS3, but if no. you go get a good game and finish top with a good KD, you get a lot of messages. And uh, from, from I would obviously, obviously think they're prepubescent kids, just they've taken their time out after a game to yeah. message you and call yeah. you fucking noob. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, handed their ass was, back to them. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. say that you're lucky you get that after game because in the PC you get your chat. You get it during the game. Left. Yeah. All the time, yeah. constantly, people typing away on there. It's just. Uh, that was. Can you not turn that off? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can, but it's it's always nice to have it on because you can message your team or message your squad on it. So yeah, right. right. I noticed uh, when uh, Darren. Gargett did a, a quick rinse of the mm. PC version for us. He mentioned that the, the chat box is quite intrusive. I mean, I guess it may be, depending on what resolution you're running at, it gets less intrusive. I don't know. but on, on the console versions, that's just on that point. That is one of my major gripes with the game. There's too much on the screen when mm. you're on capping a flag. There's loads of shit on the screen. And there is a lot on the screen. Yeah, yeah I think there's too much in DICE, possibly. They should take a look at it and kind of on, on it, Bad Company 2, there yeah. was nothing. There was a little ticker down in the corner. That was mm. it. Um, on, even on Hardcore on this, you've got too much up in your face and guys are running at you. You don't even know where they are, where shots are coming from because there's a big A in the middle of your screen or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's mm. it's kind of pointless, really, because you know you're capping the flag. You're there. <laughs> you don't need a ticker on the screen mm. in front of your face telling you you're capping this flag. Right. I know. <laughs> I think one of the, the bad things they did in the update, I don't know if it's the same on the console guys, is now um, you can't just um, put your crosshairs over, say, D point and select a button for it to go target this point. You have to bring up your chat module bit that comes up and then select it on the down. No. Do you have that? Oh, no. no, on console it's just if you're a squad leader, just attack or defend. Yeah, anywhere on the map that you can point see that flag. It doesn't matter where you are. Gotcha. All right. Well, it used to be like that on the on the PC. You'd press mm. your um, your E key, which is like your sort of 
action. It's just press select on the controller. Yeah. Same as you would if you were asking background. for ammo. But just, the, you know, what, what still hasn't worked out is that your team will actually listen to you when you do this. So that's, that's the only issue I still have with that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how I mean, obviously, the, the best way to play these games is is arguably still uh, with with a group of buddies. But mm. this is not always possible. You know, this game's already been around six months, which is well beyond a lot of people's uh, threshold for mm. playing the same game. Um, none of us, obviously, I've played it a lot less. But um, we'll talk uh, later about the future of this game because it's now going to be supported for at least another sort of year or so. Mm. Uh, these this is a very you know teamwork based game although there are so many actual game types that you don't you know i, I ended up just dropping randomly into a, a a sort of team deathmatch earlier and you don't need to worry so much about working as a team in that uh in the sense that it's you know get to the most kills first but people were reviving each other i do find yeah. that people use defibs and stuff like that to to mm-hmm. bring you back from the dead but is there a problem with is there still this endless problem of lack of teamwork in squads i'd say it's getting less i'd I'd say uh, i think initially you ended up with a lot of the without sounding like a snob about it but you do get a lot of casual players and i think initially after the first sort of three or four months a lot of these guys have kind of gone off and and uh, you know as is commonplace to play something else and what you what you end up with now uh i think the majority of players now are the players who understand the game and know how to and i mean here's the thing they they benefit from it if you want points and you want to upgrade and and unlock stuff then the best thing to do is to do is to work together in some capacity as a team Uh, whether that's as a complete you know as the side you're playing on or as the four-man squad you're part of you know the the benefits to dropping ammo boxes and reviving can outstrip the number of the points you get from the amount of kills you accrue. Yeah, but it's not as much fun as killing a man in the head, is it? I guess is the problem. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, but you see, the, that's the thing. You can see one of your teammates get dropped and the guy runs into a building. So you then quickly run up, revive your mate, and the two of you then go in and hammer everybody inside the building, which is quite rewarding to do. But it's Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> or just drop no. a grenade in, yeah. Team, teamwork is king. I think if you come across a group of guys that are running in a squad of four, you're not gonna. They're gonna win the game unless yeah. you're organised. They, they they constantly steamroll you. It doesn't yeah. matter what level they are. They, if the well, stick no, is a team, the squad. We've had this. We've had we've had this when I've played with Don and myself. When we, it's just it, it felt like we were the only two people working as a team, and we've absolutely mullered the other side. And I think it's just that, you know, and you realise that there are probably a lot of randoms at times and, and maybe nobody was squatted up because nobody seemed to be coordinated and just a two-man squad devastated, like, the, the, the opposition, which, you know, I find that incredibly rewarding as, as gameplay. And uh, I guess, you know, that's why I keep I, I don't know if you agree with me, Jay, but I don't even think comms is a major thing with that because you can... If you're running with a squad and a lot of games that have just jumped in with randoms yeah. and, and they know what they're doing, you don't need comms. Like. Well, no, this is this is what I always thought was Bad, Bad Company 2 had a really good implementation of like um, sort of auto squad, uh, auto voice command. You know, it's like you would just point and uh, press start or select and, and you would shout, um, you know, give me some ammo. And they've still got this in Battlefield 3, but it doesn't feel as clear 
as it did in in bad company you they they seem to emphasize more on on the symbols like you'll see um, an ammo symbol over somebody who's maybe short of ammo who who could be you know supplied uh, same for the medic thing yeah so i think they they rely maybe a little too heavily on this but then again i guess it's it's different because the sound is so much more there's there's so much more depth to the, the audio in bad in Battlefield Three than there was in Bad Company Two. It's just uh, the audio is on another level altogether. And, yeah, uh, which again could be a, a reason why sometimes the the, the consoles seem to struggle yeah. actually mm. getting it all out there because there's so much just going too on. much happening. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Does that happen on the PC at all? Tom? I was going to say it's like a, like I was saying with the scroll wheel when you sort of um, select what point you want to capture. If you think of it like the uh, scroll wheel in Mass Effect, you've got um, like five options either side of it mm-hmm. so like give health help thank you um you're an idiot that sort of thing um they're <laughs> all, all right. on there either side so you just basically press your press your function key and just move your mouse to which one you want so if you want health you can call for it you know mm. so you do have the option of having those voice commands if you're with people you're not talking to yeah yeah, you can you can do that again with the select or the back button in the console version but it's not as sophisticated in that you can't you don't have a an, an option of of selection. I was wondering if the if there are any of the actual sound glitches are present in the PC version or is this to do with the the consoles struggling? Not not that I'm aware of. Um no, doesn't no. just drop out sometimes or leave you no, with no. no. The only thing you do get um which I've only noticed recently is um uh what map is it? Is it um Sharky Island? Is that the one? Is that yeah. One? Yeah. Um Peninsula, isn't it? Peninsula. Peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's no, it's the one. Oh, blimey, I'm gonna forget what it is. It's now, Carg one Island. of the maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to my thing now. Carg Island, thank you. Yeah. Mm. Um, the there's the points between uh, D point and C point. You have the sort of construction buildings, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, but C point, if you're running from D over to C, sometimes the whole of C just disappears. Like and there's nothing there. It, oh, right. It's just got the rocks and then the sea, and then as you run towards it, it all just pops up again. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've had that a few times, and I don't know if it's various servers I've been on, but for the last, you know, games for the past month that I've been on that map, you do get a bit of popping on that. Mm. Okay. But yeah, other than that, I think that the the comms and that side of things are all pretty solid. You don't cool. get any issues really. The worst thing you have is is when you jump into a server and you push your tab key to view everyone in the game, mm. you'll get um, <clears throat> like twelve people on the same team, all with the same game attack, uh, not game tag, um, squad tag. Yeah. And then you see them together and they're running around as squads of three. You know what I mean? Mm. So you've got the uh, twelve guys running around together, just absolutely raping people, and it's just yeah. like. Man, I'm going to Dumbing follow those yeah, news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Some people are really organised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's true with with any online shooter that allows, yeah, um, clanning of any kind or people teaming up. It's always going to be the way, especially after a few months. Um, Don, a question I really wanted to ask you because uh, the the you know the, the the sad thing about the the console versions in a way is that you can't play with your buddies on on other consoles now many of us especially amongst a, a community like Kane and rinse will have both 360 and ps3 i'd have been happy enough to buy both versions um even you know obviously you, you, the op, there's another option which is to buy one of the versions secondhand but then you have to buy the online pass um but 
for me, it's hard enough to consider trying to unlock everything on one version, let alone both. Why is there a reason why it couldn't just keep your stats across both versions? I understand why the PC version maybe should be kept separate because the control method is fundamentally different. You're using a keyboard and mouse and that'll affect your accuracy and all that kind of thing. But do, were you happy to having to unlock everything twice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was never it never even crossed my mind that it was a problem. I actually didn't mind starting from I don't know whether it's, it's just my nature or yeah or whether it's i think it's that carrot on the stick isn't it it's just kind of i don't really care what weapon i'm using like it is because i've nearly all the weapons on on the ps3 version i've got at least 100 kills of them like because they don't really stick with one weapon so right sure it's it's a no it never that never crossed my mind i actually relished the fact of starting again okay and i ranked up far quicker on the 360 because of knowledge yeah of maps and Mm -hmm. it's not a bad idea though though i mean it would be quite effective for the way i i certainly like the idea of being able to sort of swap between two versions but keep everything you've unlocked in one for the other but i guess a lot of players who who are exclusive to one side could feel kind of cheated by it in some Mm, way it would tempt me uh, Mm. to it'd be more likely for me to double up and buy the 360 version as well just so i could play with people who bought it only on the 360 yeah, if i could maintain my log anyway like it's um like yeah, yeah. my two two things that they're only a click away from each other you know like yeah my ps3 and the 360 one i, I don't see why that couldn't be done because it's it's run through dice you know like a, yeah it's yeah. a back-end thing yeah yeah just crossed my mind um we'll talk later about whether uh multiple version owners should have to pay for premium multiple times but uh um, no, in fact, we're, we're, we're heading that way. But let's talk a little bit about the whole service thing. This was actually one of the, the reasons we ended up um, making this uh, revisit podcast, although it's the kind of thing we talked about doing uh, with Kane and Rince way back when Jay, Tony and I were planning the show about actually revisiting games after a long period, which which have a long tail and, and evolve in the case of this one. Uh, so we were having a conversation on Twitter. Um, it was actually, I spotted a tweet by David Turner uh, of Joypod, who was originally going to come on this show. Um, but he decided in, in, he didn't actually have sort of enough to say about it to, to make it worth your while as the listeners. Um, but he was talking about that he would probably never play the uh, close quarters pack because he didn't like what EA and DICE were doing with the rental server system. So as I understand it, the argument goes that Earlier on, before they introduced Rent-A-Server, uh, there were, as you'd expect, servers put up by EA and DICE for hosting games which have the standard game types and standard ticket amounts. Since they added the option to Rent-A-Server, which people, I think, widely welcomed uh, because it allows you to make custom games, they initially started l- sort of reducing the amount of official servers um, but I understand they've since reinstated some. So what, what's the state of play? And let's talk about the politics of it. Are, are they taking the piss, asking for an online pass and then making you pay for your servers as well and so on? What, what are people's feelings about all this? Um, uh, as regards to the online pass, I think that's kind of a, a, a cop out unless you constantly buy all your games secondhand because it's not as if your game is 39 quid and then you're another tenner for an online pass. It's, it's already in that price at the start. Yeah. And the the prices of games drop like over yeah. two three months. Like it's that's a non that's a non-starters an argument for me. Like an online pass, mm-hmm. uh, it's unless you're, you're unless you're predominantly a person who, who loves buying secondhand games and, and won't buy new, then you're kind of snookered. But 
But you it's, go it's in, in you go in knowing this. You don't yeah, go in and get stung by hidden. it for the most part. I mean, you know, there's few developers who hide the fact that they do this and, and you know, it's uh, becoming more and more commonplace. Playing it's devil's always- advocate, though, people who bought this day one knew about the online pass, sure, and paid for it, but they didn't know that the renter server thing was going to come in. And some but- people are saying that the renter server has meant that the kind of games that they want to play are no longer available. Yeah. There are EA servers there, and, and my argument was that I have never paid for a, a, a server ever. I've never ever had. I've always had a game to play. Mm. Now, the argument for me, or my perspective on this, is I felt the games were too damn short to begin with. So two hundred. Um, what was it? Um, you had two hundred and fifty tickets on Conquest. I thought the games were over too fast after time because, you know, those numbers, it seems like a lot of players, but if you get good teams, those numbers just, they just plummet. And, you know, uh, in some cases, the game can be less than 15 minutes. Now, I understand that people might like those quick games. I kind of wanted a bit more meat there, you know, and um, of a when they did, yeah. yeah, well, they, they allowed, they allowed it to go up to 1500 tickets per side if you wanted it you, that's down to the person who sets it up i went back into this game and this this gave this for me I, I, my time on battlefield had started to dwindle a little i was just playing other things at the time when they did this i was in there and i was start I, it gave me a second wind you know i just thought this is brilliant because i you know i want to unlock stuff and and these games made gave me the opportunity to amass uh, more ribbons, more points um, in ways that a 250 ticket game just doesn't, you don't have the ability to do it unless you're really good and you're stealing all the kills. I, th- I think that it's something that we, we had that from day dot. We didn't mm. have limits on, on um, how many ticket servers you'd get. Oh yeah. Um, and I think it's a good thing that they brought out to the console because not only does it um, increase the longevity of a game, but it also, Sort of, you can go into a match and have um, I don't know, like a five thousand ticket server, and you can sit and you can feel like you've you've really fought a war, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. you've fought for those five thousand tickets and you've got like you come away with all these points, unlocks, you've had a great time. Yeah, it's been a slog, but people want that, you know. And like Jay said, it's, it's people are fine having their 200, 250, 500 ticket servers. If you want a quick game, that's that's cool, but you've kind of got to cater for both sides, haven't you? You've got to cater for the, the, the casual Battlefield players or yeah. like not so hardcore. And then the hardcore really want a slog, you know? So I guess but, the argument is amongst the people who uh, weren't happy about this development was that it's harder to get a shorter game now. Well, it, it isn't. The problem that I found when... A, you know, I saw this issue coming up was that it's visibility is the problem. Mm. The games are there. I mean, a lot of people will go in and use just the default settings to set their games up. The problem is you're not going to go through every single server on there to t- find those where you can see the tickets. So you have to highlight the, the server and then bring up uh, it's triangle to bring up the information of that server where you can see everything that's going on. You can see the map rotation, the tickets and all the rest of it. You, that's a, that's a slog. Um, you know, it, you, what they needed to do perhaps was make the very first thing you see in brackets is the number of tickets on these servers, like what these tickets are set to. So, you know, you, before you have the name of the server, you've got 300 in brackets or 200 or, or 75 or whatever it is. Doing that, then you will see how many of these games are actually running low tickets. 
How are the how are the filtration options and do they work? They're not very good for the ticket size. What they don't have is any option for the numbers of tickets allocated to the games, and maybe that's something that may Would that may, solve may... all the problems if they put that in. Yeah, yeah. and made it yeah. <laughs> Sorry to go on, but we we have that on the PC. We have a, oh, a filter really? by server name, so you can put in there um, shotguns only, uh, five thousand tickets, um, aircraft only. You know that sort of thing, and it will. You can search by name uh, in yeah, the console yeah. versions, but I don't know if you can search for yeah actual details like that. I'm not sure. You do have a, a set filters button as well that has. Um, when you click on it, it will bring up all this like show HUD, team balance, show mini map, vehicles, regenerated health, yeah. uh, use 3D spotting, friendly fire, all of that stuff. Yeah, that, that's available uh, on the console version yeah, as well. They, yeah. Yeah. So. It's, so it's all there. It's and do you think some of the people who uh, have complained about the obviously apart from the, the financial side, which is you know, have, are we paying for the online game twice if we have to rent servers? Um, argument for right or wrong? Is it that these people are just still continuing to click on quick match and not actually just choosing their game more sensibly? There might be an element of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think uh, you know. Also, look at the price. I mean, is. For a 24-hour license to host your own server, it's £1.95. Mm. Um, now, obviously, that can add up if you're going to do it a lot. But if you're going to do it a lot, then you do one of the longer periods. And, it, you know, it, it works out even cheaper the, for the longer, you you know, you can host up to, I think, three months is the, like, the longest. And let's face it, I'm never going to I'm never gonna rent a server, but no, there's no. always going to be servers for me to play on, aren't there? Exactly, exactly. I've never rented. I've no interest. I mean... Saying that I've no interest in renting them, I actually thought maybe one day if we start, uh, you know, with a community game, that's the ideal setup, just to to rent a server for a 24-hour period and then, you know, allocate some game time. It's there if we want it, you know, it's it's there and I've got no problem, but I've never been short of a game to play, you know? No. The the thing with the rental server as well, if you go into your history, uh, it shows the the games you were in before. Mm, That's right. And those servers are still running, it might might be that there's nobody in them, but you can jump into that server and piss about in the helicopters and the tanks and the planes, and there's <laughs> nobody in the server uh, just to practice. Because I think that was one of the major gripes in the first podcast you did. There was no way of practicing. In a yeah, it's a bit of a baptism of fire um, yeah. going straight into this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, that's what I'm saying to you. You've, you've got a whole map to yourself. Yeah, and yeah. You can mess around you, the chopper. Do you, I'm sure if you searched on the on the console servers, you'd be able to find the flight servers. Um, I know on PC you've got flight servers where people will actually teach you how to fly, if you know what I mean. So, I've not that, seen any of those. I mean, that, fighters, is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, things mm. like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe probably because this kind of facility has been available traditionally on PC games for, for a long time, they're actually sort of entering new territory on consoles by bringing this level of server customizability and, and selection this is this hasn't really been done before to my knowledge and the, the only game that i can think that ever even attempted this in recent memory on consoles is Killzone 2 mm, that's um, right yeah and we um, had a great time with that yeah i think did. it's i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing that that they've they've given people the access to have their own servers you know it's that to me that can only be a good thing because that just it just broadens the game completely and it changes the game completely and it's something that you know you've never really had on consoles yeah right? it's, yeah. it's it's brought a, it's brought a pc element to a console exactly. generation that maybe 
judging by the amount of people are complaining about it, they're not ready for it yet. <laughs> you know, it is. But, it is yeah. kind of a shame we don't have somebody here who is very anti the whole thing. And I, I but I guess we'd all say that um, as so long as EA and Dice uphold their end of the deal and keep some, you know, an, enough servers with classic rules on going. Would it be? It perhaps wouldn't be fair if they took all that away. What's the online pass for? If yeah, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's in the box. It's part of the price of the game, and the game costs under forty quid, which is the same as any shooter's cost for the last twenty years or whatever. But um, no, I, I would agree that if they did remove him entirely, then yeah, there is an issue there, perhaps. Um, and I guess there's a difference between the consoles themselves because the the 360 you're paying for your online connect you're paying for your multiplayer effectively with your as part of your um, subscription. Yeah. So I think that there's yeah. an issue there perhaps if they did start saying well you you know it's an area I think that a lot of game developers or publishers whoever makes the decision are it, it that's an area they're still sort of testing the waters so to speak with this stuff to see they're what seeing works. just how much they can squeeze out of people but quite possibly you can, yeah you can yeah. understand yeah. how particularly 360 owners probably feel like they're paying three times for the same thing if they're mm. in some ways you know if they're, they're paying their gold subs then they're paying their online passes and then yeah. they yeah. feel like maybe they you know want to pay for a rented yeah. server as well that is well, perhaps taking the piss a bit they are getting accused left right and center of the same thing because of the premium thing that's come out so it's yeah it, it, you know there's no they can't win to the vocal minority, you know, they'll never ever be satisfied. It's just, you know, and there are sometimes there are there are legitimate concerns over things, but whether they're based on supposition or whether they're based on fact is another thing entirely as well. True. Let's go on to that then. Premium uh, was this launched pretty much yesterday at the time of recording? Yeah, to yeah. coincide with E3, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they everybody kind of, knew about. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was leaked, wasn't it? And. Mm. Um, Everyone kind of knew it was going to happen after uh, the Call of Duty equivalent came out. It's been going quite a while now, hasn't it? Uh, the COD one since and last it's autumn. So it's probably that the fact that COD has been so lucrative with their with their elite service that Dice of elite, or EA yes. have jumped onto this. Okay, so this uh, they're they're following EA or Dice, whoever sets the prices. It's a collaborative thing, I guess. Um, have gone for a different model in that this is a one-time payment of. £40 or $50, and for your money, you get all future DLC, which is guaranteed, presumably, unless the company goes bust or something, which seems unlikely, uh, which is up until when next year? March. March next year. So that's almost 10 months away, pretty much. Uh, as another, so it, it includes 20 uh, maps, which is spread across uh, four map packs. Plus, you also get various other exclusive items, unlocks, dog tags, videos, strategy guides, and all that stuff, which I don't think is arguably where the, the value is. No. I paid for this uh, without really thinking about it. I've since been told that was a controversial move. Um, <laughs> for me, it was like, well, am I going to keep playing this game and am I going to buy all the map packs and are they going to cost more than £40? Yes, yes and yes. So it was a no-brainer to me. Mm. Um, I want to carry on playing this game. If anything, it was as much as anything uh, a, a commitment from me to the game because I like it so much and I don't play it enough. That I'm like, right, I'm going to lock myself into Battlefield Premium and then I'm going to keep this game and I'm going to keep playing it because it's great. And this will give me uh, there's no excuse to trade it in or stop playing it because I've got I've paid for my maps in advance, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've since told 
oh my god you you, you paid for premium it's like yeah <laughs> uh so how does everyone else feel about premium yeah well it's, it's it's funny the fact that you you're the person that haven't played it as much as the rest of us and you're the first one that have yeah I've jumped on that, like. But you're all going to buy all the maps, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm. I'm. I've, after giving it some thought, I'm. I'm personally, I don't think I will purchase premium, despite the fact that I'm heavily into the game. Um, I wrote a, a question. I put a posted a question today on the Battlefield forums because I wanted to know whether the price of premium adjusted based on whether I buy this first map pack individually. You know, so say so I buy no this way. first map. Well, no, it, but this, but well, yeah, you know, I needed to ask. I wanted to be sure before I did. Uh, you know, the idea that maybe if if I bought this first map pack, premium would be reduced to twenty nine ninety nine or something. But no but, chance. Well, you think that because I I kind of think well they should follow the iTunes model on this, and iTunes has that system where if you buy an individual track and then decide you want the album, they reduce the price of the album based on the fact that you bought tracks already. That's a good that's a good idea. They should have done, yeah. but I knew they wouldn't. Well, I, yeah. Well, after a few sort of um, ill mannered responses, I kind of figured that they weren't going to do it. So it's just my problem is um, I don't want to fork out forty quid, you know, <laughs> and I've got. I know in the long run I'll save money, but for some reason I don't have 40 quid spares. So I'm left in the situation where I kind of feel, well, I'll get the first map pack. And then once I've bought into that, there's no going back. There's no repurchasing. Uh, if you end up buying them all anyway, this will have been a false economy, though. Hmm. Perhaps, but that's spaced over another following 10 months. And that's True. far easier for my wallet over of uh, course. one chunk of cash. But it's. it's it- the model is exactly the opposite of what maybe a, a car dealer will do. He'll try and offer you finance, you know. Yeah. You know, small small payments. I know it's a totally different scale, like, but you you pay your small payments over the longer period rather than paying the full whack up front and maybe regretting it at the end of it. But in, in a way, there's also the thing. I mean, I looked at the the weapon, the, weapon, the new the weapons, weapons that they've added, and there's only one. There's ten. Well, yeah, but there's 10 weapons, but there's only one that's exclusive to the premium, and there's one that's locked, and that's a knife, which, uh, again, anybody you who knows me use the knows. Knife, so. Exactly. I, I have, <laughs> uh, if, I've got four, or I think maybe five knife kills in all the 300 hours that I've played. <laughs> I've game. got more than that in 15 hours. <laughs> exactly. So I figured that is the least. Plus. I, I'm kind of glad oh. because it made me think, well, okay, well, I really don't need to do that because an ACB 90 knife is useless to me. Uh, yeah. I think it's a bit annoying that if you've already got car cans, you get car canned in the pack. Mm. Well, you that get will, that, that's yeah. what the timing's off, isn't it? Really? Yeah, well, but it's just a bit silly if you ask me. It's, it's, it's It would have been nice if you could gift it to someone like you could if you bought it through Steam. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah, so, so much flexibility like that should be added by any number of console uh, mm. people yeah but this is this is uh, i mean i've got my my theory on this is this is something that's come in at the very last minute this is not something that was ever thought of during the development or or even by the time that Carcan or maybe it had started the, the, you know i think they've waited and, and saw how activision are doing and that it's working out for them and, and thought we'll, we'll jump on that bandwagon to in some respect but if it, you know because to me this this had to to do this properly they should have done this prior to the Karkin pack and then it would have made sense mm. but to do it after just a day or two before the second map pack lands and then sort of say backdate it this you know for anybody who hasn't bought the map packs already this is an ideal time to come in it, it feels like you're getting short changed especially for those who've already purchased the Karkin pack 
They're not going to get refunded. They're not going to well, have Well, I got Carcund as part of my special edition, which exactly. had the online pass and yeah. mm. cost me under 40 quid anyway. And as I say, for me, like the way I see this, apart from the fact that it's probably going to be cheaper than buying all the maps individually that I'll ne- yeah. inevitably do anyway, is that I much rather that more games follow this model than I'd much rather this than they brought out another completely standalone game, whether it be Bad Company 3 yeah, yeah. or Battlefield 4 with a shitty single player campaign and you have to start all over again mm-hmm. and the community is divided. And I, I like this idea that this game is going to continue to be supported for another 10 months because yeah. it gives me faith in the yeah. in the product and the project. They had a two-year plan from the start that just just kind of implemented the whole premium thing. Bad yeah. timing, I think so. I think, yeah, I just think the timing's off, not the actual idea itself. I just think where okay. the place well, releases. Well. You've kind of just come off the backlash of people giving out about custom servers, and then you're throwing it. Hang on, give us give us more money. Quid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I mean, how do you gimme, feel, gimme, Don? Gimme. You'd it's... need to buy two premium packs. That's uh, that's... I've been talking to. Uh, Another cane and rinser, Carol Moon, who has got me on to getting cheaper Microsoft points. <laughs> okay, right. Basically. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's the only way I could think of doing it and maybe buy the map pack separately on the PlayStation version. But I don't really want the close quarters map pack because I, I hate Metro because uh, <laughs> it's all infantry. Like, um, I, I got Battlefield to drive tanks and oh, crash like helicopters Metro. into buildings and things. I like the variety. I mean, that's that's the mm. thing. You know, the, again, we talk about the the number of combinations of uh, loadouts is absolutely absurd. I also like the insane combination of maps and game styles, creating so many different feeling matches. You know, yeah. um, but yes, I, I have recently discovered the joys of being one of the uh, the minigun uh, shooters in a in a chopper, which I'd never got to do until the other day. And uh, yeah, that's pretty damn good fun. Mm. Being able to shoot from a helicopter without having to fly the fucker. Yeah, it makes you feel alive, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> While so many are dying. Uh, but like going back to the the, the fact that the, here's a game that has 18 months of content planned. You know, there's there's five extra map packs, 20 new maps, to, and it's just this is what I've wanted from a game for a long time. It is. Mm. It was one of the things that disappointed me so much with the Call of Duty once they kind of. I know they were they were pre sort of four well four was when they they switched to the the annual model um, and I think you know that it's problematic because you always knew that no matter how good this game was they were going to abandon it come twelve months and yet here's this developer who's you know although you're paying for the support it's worth it you know in terms of the the value for money aspect. Even if it's twelve pound a map pack, I get three hours on them. It works out like a, just three hours, which you know. Let's face it, I'm going to be putting a hell of a lot more than that in. Yeah, of course. You know, it's like a quid an hour. It's like you know, a whisper bar cost me sixty p. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. You know, again, you know, it's a it's a it's a, a well worn track. Mm. Um, the pricing of things and how much people expect to pay for stuff, but like you know, I. I went to her. It's for me. It's not much different. I went to a supermarket today and bought uh, three massive uh, bottles of shampoo for a tenner because it was two pound cheaper than buying them separately. I didn't want to spend ten pound on shampoo. I was looking at the two three pound bottles and thinking, oh, I could just spend two or three pounds. But I thought, fuck it. You know, I'm going to use it eventually. So bargain, <laughs> bargain. What kind, of, what kind of shampoo was it? Head and shoulders. <laughs> I suffer from a dry scalp. Oh, okay. oh which supermarket's that? Asda. <laughs> I oh, see. I, I might have to make might do that because I use head and shoulders as well. Yeah, three big ones. Head and shoulders done. Yeah, can you get me a packet and post them over? <laughs> Told you this wasn't a normal cane and rinse. 
Do they still do? Can you still buy Volzine? Because I haven't seen that on the shelves for fucking years. Volzine. <laughs> I think my mum used to use that. Uh, was, that, was that back in the 40s, Jay, when you were a lad? <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I did compare the ingredients on the back of both the uh, the head and shoulders for men and the head and shoulders, uh, and they are exactly the same. So the for men thing, don't, don't fall for don't fall for the, the the one with Mark Cavendish, the uh, Olympian, and a Union flag on the front. It's exactly the same stuff as the uh, the nondescript, non-gender ladies version. <laughs> Anyway, so that's been Cane and Rinse. <laughs> yeah. um, Shampoo edition. Yeah. Cane and Rinsed. Some people yeah, are going to love that. It's the, th- yeah. the thing they've been missing from Cane and Rinse. So it's too much about video games. We need more shampoo chat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, premium controversial then, but uh, it's there if you want it. No one's forcing you to pay for it. Well, exactly. I mean, here's the thing. They, they were moaning, as, as they do, about they, it. The they, the big they. Yeah, the they. Mm. Um, you know, they did the um, unlock pack where you know you pay 35 quid and you get everything mm. unlocked see i would and never do that well i wouldn't but it's just you know people saying oh they're just milking us well guess what you don't have to buy it you know and it's just like just play the game like you're meant to yeah gamers seem to think that everything that's released they have to buy it's a bit like saying you know i don't know you know somebody's released a new car uh, Volkswagen or something. Oh, those fuckers! Now I've got to buy that. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you stick with your two hundred pound second-hand banger. You know, whatever. That, um, a lot of that's to do with the pressure of um, peers and stuff, though, isn't it? You're right. Being up you're, to date with, with yes. a lot of stuff. So more money than sense. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, so let's talk a little about the future. So we know mm. that this game is going to be supported for a long period. Uh, I think. Any, anyone who's into it as much as uh, as you three are would, is probably pretty happy about that. Um, like for me, I feel like this will be the last major first-person game I play, and I, I now I feel definitely invested in it, even though mm. I haven't put in nearly enough time at this point. Um, that I doubt very much I'll be buying a similar game on this generation of consoles. The only thing I could see myself doing is if I ended up coming into some money and massively upgrading my PC so it was like Tom's, I could end up getting the PC version um, just for the sheer flash of it and the mouse control and stuff. But uh, do you fellas feel like you're locked in to Battlefield 3 until next gen now or next yeah, dice game? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I do tend to, I do pay a lot of attention to whatever FPSs are coming out because I'm, I'm always curious about where, you know, what the next one could be. Um, quite often been disappointed. But the only one that's sort of on the horizon that I'm interested in, and that's not even a guarantee that I'll even bother with it, is Dust 514. And that's just mm. because it's, it's potentially trying a new model. Something very so, different. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. And, um, yeah. You know, but that's it. But I am, I am dedicated to battlefield all the way i mean march of next year probably isn't that long anyway and and you know and i think it's probably just in time for them to announce bad company three probably in april of 2013 so it's you know because uh i can see some timing going on with them do you think that'll be a current gen console game or next gen i hope it's oh, next, I think next it's gen, gen. Do you think I it'll be next? Ne- I hope it's next gen. I don't think it will, but I hope it will. I don't think there needs to be another Battlefield no. game at all on this generation, personally. No. A proper battle? You mean like yeah. Battlefield 4 or Battlefield <laughs> Company 3? Yeah. I still think the next gens are uh, at least an- another year or so off. Yeah. I really mm. do. But they're going to see it, you know, if, if to, the consoles are clearly already at their sort of comfortable limits with yeah. Battlefield 3. So. What what 
other than the sort of slightly different feel and aesthetic of Bad Company, which I know that some people like uh, Joe Berman of our community, he really doesn't like Battlefield 3 because he finds it very cold and sort of brutally militaristic, whereas Bad Company had a slightly softer, fuzzier edge. I know it sounds mad because it's still just shooting well, not people in the, in the desert. I don't really think. No, I don't. I don't. Difference, but. but I know. I know he's not the only person who feels that way. That Bad Company's like generally a bit got a bit more of a friendly vibe. Battlefield 3 is pretty. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty oh, harsh. Yeah. Pretty cold. Yeah. Modern Warfare. Um, not that Modern Warfare. The real Modern Warfare. Uh, what could they possibly do to a game to make it sufficiently different to f- still fit it on this generation to make it worthwhile? You know, I think they've kind of done everything they can do, really. You know, you've on consoles got, they have. Yeah, definitely. You've got you're right, you've got the game looks great. It plays fine. It's solid. You get matches. Um, you've got new maps coming out. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what more do you want? It's just. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you're going to have the last map pack is going to be although they've not actually set a date they've just said sort of the new year so I'm assuming because it seemed to be spaced at a three month intervals at this point so it looks like the last one will hit in March now that doesn't mean that the game's done in March there's going to be you know several months after that where it's going to be still played and probably unless there's a really good alternative it's you know that's going to carry me through to the end of the year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah these, they, these guys are, are thinking two and three years ahead of themselves they're not just thinking to next march like i can see a bad company three on this generation whether they need it or not is another question you know there, there are a lot of people who are still playing bad company two over battlefield three for whatever their reasons are it's keep the just, money coming in yeah, yeah. Just out of interest, uh, yeah, the, 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 the expansion packs that have been announced are Close Quarters, which is available now to premium customers. So I have it. Uh, I've not even played on any of the maps yet. Uh, Armored Kill, September, Aftermath. Ar- Ar- Armored Kill, actually, well, they're pimping it as having one of the biggest map in Battlefield history. So mm. Wow. Even on console? On, on everything. Because the the, some of the areas are bigger on PC to accommodate the large amount of players and because they can, because the PC can do it. So I wonder if, yeah. will that map be as big on console, mm-hmm. even bigger mm-hmm. on PC? Yeah. Aftermath in December uh, and then Endgame in March 2013. I this like is, the look of that one. Yeah? Yeah, just for the bikes. I can imagine having bikes on that game would be quite fun. Yeah. This is in no way a representative sample, and in fact, I voted the wrong option because uh, the poll on the on the Battlefield Premium uh, page web page says, "Are you planning on getting Battlefield Three Premium?" And I voted no because I hadn't looked at what I was getting yet, so <laughs> so it's slightly wrong. But um, of one thousand, sorry, one hundred seventy six thousand seven hundred twelve votes, obviously this is a biased audience. We have sixty seven percent saying yes and thirty three percent saying no. So. Based on that, you're looking at two thirds of committed Battlefield players buying premium for what that's worth. Uh, but that's sh- you know that should be good for the game. Even if even if you don't buy it yourself, Jay, you know the fact that mm. other people are paying for it, that's going to help. I'm not knocking it. I'm I'm honestly not knocking it. It's just the way that it fell. It might have been easier had it come around, you know, earlier on than now. But you know, I'm still going to be buying the map packs and I'm still going to be playing the game. So. Yeah, I don't think they actually the the new maps must they can't be that populated at the minute because I was playing on the 360 last night mm-hmm. and most of the players I was playing against were premium players mm, and I right. was on the normal maps so if mm. they're not playing the new maps what are they doing? 
Well, there seems to, I was reading the, the forum today and there's there's a lot of people who, it seems that the majority are based in the States, but they're having problems getting into the map packs or get, you know, uh, by come the weekend, it'll be all you'll see when you go into the servers of the new maps initially for the first sort of dozen or two dozen pages. So, you know. Yeah, but again, I guess that's another good thing about the uh, the renter server idea is that there will you will be able to get games yeah, yeah. with the old maps. Yeah. Um, well, you can just, just use your filter. It's yeah. click the R3 yeah. button on the joypad controller. And yeah. You can filter out all that stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe simply uh, they need to advertise better the uh, the fact that um, that's all there, all that server filtering and and choice and mm. flexibility is actually there because it, it does strike me that people are missing it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, closing thoughts, gentlemen. Then um, Battlefield Three. Anything further to say? If not, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it's going to sound biased, whatever we say, isn't it? It's just, um, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I would say, try, try and find a good group of people like yeah. Jay and Don and, and Leon and uh, get in with them and, and, and experience it. Don't just give up. Try a few rounds, try a few games. If you don't like it, then, then fuck off. But, you know, <laughs> if you do, get into it because it really will just, just the, just the moments, you know, the, the mm. moments is all I can say. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm more than happy if somebody's looking for people to play with. You know, send me send me a request through on PSN, just on one condition: be aware that um, I am one prone to expletives. Very, yeah, you know, yeah, every I, couple of seconds. Every couple of seconds. You better give out your uh, your. Uh, that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's Krylon seventy. Um, K r y l o n seven zero. Yes. Yep, uh, Jay's the man to, to hook up with that. I'm as I'm on obviously considerably less, but uh, when I play, I I play properly and I play mm. well. Uh, not that well. I play I play I play like I mean it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, play with intent, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a thumbster on on the, the PC version. If you want to come join us, cool. And always remember that when we play Caspian Border, you always have to get crushed by the tower, or you're not in. <laughs> <laughs> Don, are you willing to give out any, either of I, your game attacks? Mine is the same because I am boring in all formats. It's just Indiana 747. Cool. On everything. You will definitely have a good time playing with Don. I can vouch for that from personal experience and fun and Jay, obviously. Uh, but not swearing. as much. Not as much. Not as yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> As ever, you can play along with Kane and Rince. We'll be back to sort of covering individual games uh, per show and hopefully some interviews in the future to be announced. Watch this space. Future featured games are to include Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, Ratchet and Clank Future A Crack in Time, and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, Lost Winds and Lost Winds 2 Winter of the Melodias, No More Heroes, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, then Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. That will signal the return once again of Jay Taylor, I believe. Is it? Oh, I didn't know about that one. Oh, actually, no, yeah. no that, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, but it might do. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be up for that one. You might, might, be, a fifth, uh, might be a fifth person on that one, but whoever's editing mm. can cope with that. Uh, yeah, we, you should, you've played it more than anyone else, so I think, I think you should come on that show. Mm. Uh, Rhythm Heaven series or tengoku if you're japanese and max Payne and max Payne 2 the fall of max Payne. i found my dusty xbox one copies of those so i can play those and then play max Payne 3 at some point that's cool 
Naturally, your support for our podcast via iTunes subscriptions, ratings and reviews is greatly appreciated. Our blog is at canorince.com. We are part of the Character Select Network. The discussion can be joined about future and past shows and general gaming at characterselect.net slash forum. Our Twitter is at canorince. Like us on Facebook, canorince, and email us canorince at gmail.com. It remains for me, Leon Cox, to thank podcast debutante Don Johnston, old friend Tom Fummy Fumster, and uh, that grumpy old git Jay Taylor. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. There you are. Ah!